Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Beauty with a Twist. I'm so excited for this week's episode because we have a special guest, my first esthetician on here for season three. Please introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name is Nadine. I am a local esthetician out here in the Inland Empire and you might know me on Instagram as Secret Skin Bar. You want to know something? I know you from TikTok. TikTok? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm not even active on TikTok. I, you were though. I was for like um, a month and then I freaking was like. I found I you. I felt like I wasn't getting any traction there. So I was like, bye. I know. I feel like you were. Really? I, I need to like go back you. on. Yeah, I found then, you. And then after that, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think so you cool. followed me and then I yes, followed you back. Yes, yeah. on Instagram. And then I realized you were local. And I was like, oh, she's yeah, in our show. We're like, let's be SD friends, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because I found you there and I was like, oh my gosh. I think I liked your content uh, from there. And that makes me feel good because I feel like. I wasn't getting any views on TikTok. <laughs> I'm all old, you know, these like Gen Z people are all on TikTok. And yeah. I was like, what the hell am I doing? So that I just like recycled some videos from Instagram and I was like, okay, I'm going to make a TikTok guys, but I don't get as much engagement as I do on Instagram. So you were just uploading like your reels and stuff. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> a much. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Though, because like, how the fuck are you going to post on Instagram and yeah. then like TikTok and like two different videos or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So you're located? I'm in Eastville, which is about oh. 25, 30 minutes from me. That's where minutes. your studio's at? Yeah, I'm in Eastville. For some reason, I thought you were like an OC. No, I'm in Eastville. I live in Eastville. You live in Eastville? I live Shut in Shut up. I swear. Where are your cross streets? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Rouse? The, where? The Rouse? Oh, yeah. Right so there. you're right by Lemonade? I'm right there, bro. Yeah, you're, we're like five minutes from my house, five minutes from my studio. So you have your house in Eastville and your studio? Mm-hmm. Okay, so are you solo? I am solo. Okay. So did you work at like a salon first or you just went straight solo? Um, I first, when I graduated, I graduated in 2019. End of 2019, um, I actually was working at Ulta in Eastville. I got hired there right out of school. Um, they hired estheticians and you actually could get facials done there, which I wasn't aware, like Ulta getting facials, so weird, right? But um, they're like half-ass facials where you're like sitting in a chair. So it's not really like the full experience, but I was like, you know what, this is this is my first gig. Um, lo and behold, three months, three weeks into the job, COVID hit. And um, yeah, and then they furloughed me. So I was only working three and a half weeks there. Um, I got furloughed. If you guys don't know what furloughed means, basically like we'll hold your job, but you're not getting paid. Uh, And that went on. So while everybody was straggling toilet paper and trying to, you know, get all these things, like I was like figuring out what the hell I was going to do with myself because the beauty industry was getting shut down and it was my first job. So I was like, what the hell am I going to do? But then at that point, I kind of was like, well, what am I going to do? Cry about it? Like, yeah. what do I have to lose? So at that point, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to open up my own business. I did not really have a clue with what I was doing, but I had that mentality. Like, you have that what, drive. what can I, like, what's there to lose at yeah. this point? Like, yeah. I lost my job, basically. So, yeah. so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just figure out, like, a name, you know? And that's when I was like online i'm like i feel like everybody does like glow by whatever or aesthetics by blah 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 i'm like i just want something catchy and different and um i thought of secret skin bar Um, my husband actually helped me think of it and the the, the, i guess the thought behind it was like like having all the secrets to skin um and then um that spring 
industry was still shut down and I was figuring out who am I going to partner with. I started doing a lot of research. I started taking extensive courses. I really invested in my education. Uh, and then by that summer, I was up and running. I actually started in my home. So um, Eastvale is very expensive. I don't know if a lot of people know where Eastvale is. Every time they ask me where I'm from, no one knows where the hell Eastville is. I have I to be I like, Corona. I, yeah, you have to say like past Chino Hills because I'm literally like in the middle of Chino Hills, oh. Corona, Ontario, and yeah. Aruba. Like it's like a triangle. Yeah. There's no freeway direct, but Eastville is very expensive. And um, they're, I want to say they try to be like the Beverly Hills of the Inland Empire. So for me to find a space in Eastville, I was like, oh my God, it was so impossible because Average spaces were about $7,500 to $8,000 a month. So as a small business owner with no employees, just myself, that's a whole lot of money to go towards an overhead for rent. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start in my house. So I started in my house and um, I started just no clients. None at all. I had no clients. My family's far. My friends are kind of far um, I started, one of my friends became my client just to like, you know, get traction. And then uh, one of my neighbors sold her sister. And then I kind of just started circulating like on the pages in Eastville. And people loved that I was in home for some reason. Like, they did they, like it? They, yeah. They were so supportive of it because of all these people that were losing their business during COVID that yeah. they wanted to support even more. And they were like, I just feel like it's so like, like I'm supporting you, not mm. a big corporation. And I love how you, are in your house just because I feel like it's um, like it's very intimate. Um, and my my professional space at my house was really nice. Like I redid the whole room, like the wall, wallpaper, like just I invested in really good equipment. So it literally looked like, like an That's aesthetic cool. room. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think my clients appreciated that. Uh, so I was there for a little bit. And um, obviously, like it wasn't a forever thing. It was just kind of to get started. Once the beauty industry opened again, I started like looking for a place and finally they made salon suites out in Eastville finally. And um, then I've been there since I'm planning on doing another move probably next year. But is it like a solo salon? Yeah, I'm on a solo. I'm on a solo right now. Still freaking expensive. <laughs> Still for 100 square feet, it's it's pretty expensive. But I, I mean, I could pay that compared to 8000 Yeah. For me, it's like, yeah, I could go into Corona Deep or come out here or go into Chino, the other side of Chino, like off the 60, and I'd probably be able to find something a little cheaper um, with more space. But let's be real, like a lot of people don't like to drive. You know, I know if you're a loyal client, it'll drive. But a lot of clients, just in general, like they want something close. close. And I think for me, that's, I like being close to home. I like being close to my clients. I like being close to my kids. You yeah. know, it's and it's perfect right now. So I would love to expand in the future. Um so we'll see. Yeah, I know. Sometimes like when you try to expand to a I said this like in my last episode, I was like going solo into like having your own shop. Like I wish I stayed solo because there's so much more yeah in like that goes into like owning a shop yeah. that a lot of people don't know that and I think that's why solo charges so much because there's so much more to it, you know, yeah. when you have your shop. Yeah. And I mean, like, I 
commend you for doing that because I mean, when I'm ready to do that, I just, I want to make sure the timing is perfect. Yeah. The location has to be, that's prime for me. Yeah. And then obviously I have to be making enough to cover my overhead. Like, you know, I, some of my friends, they lucked out and they paid 1200 a month, you know, for 800 square feet, 1500. I'm just like, where are you where, where are they at because like <laughs> i'll sign that contract tomorrow <laughs> yeah and i'm like uh, but now i'm like now that they're opening more salon suites where i live it's it's been nice to like you know leave my house and the growth has been great ever since i started so so was a lot of word by mouth after that it was all word by mouth so like i never advertised because i was in my house for a while and i didn't want weirdos coming you know but again everybody was working from their home during this time hairdressers because we couldn't go to work so it's like you do what you got to do and you just make it work. You know, never once did I pay for an ad till this day. I have never paid for an ad. Um, for me, I feel like gaining someone's like trust is like the main thing and really developing a relationship between, your you know, client. yes, as your with your client. It's not just like they are your client. They become your second family. There's a saying that goes. A client will become your friend before a friend becomes a client. And that has become so real in the sense of when I opened my business, I, it really made me open my eyes to that. Like yeah. I have a handful of friends that have supported me since day one. And supporting your friend doesn't necessarily mean you have to get services from them. It can come with the post, with the post, a reshare, a like, a tag. Like that goes a long way because, yeah, I have friends that live all over different cities and Let's be real. They're not going to drive from Whittier to all the way out here. You know, maybe some of them will once a month or like once every other month, but everybody's busy. So it kind of really opened my eyes, like of who like are my real friends. And yeah, you know, yeah, that's how it is. You lose people, you lose friends in the industry once they see you, you know? Yeah. And um, so my community that like I felt like with my clients and even in the esthetician community, you know, it's like. It's it's really nice and especially to collab with like people like you. Um, to me, I don't see like competition. You know, I feel like there's enough clients and patients to go around for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just get excited to collab with doing stuff like this or just having friends that are in the same element and in the same era as I am and we can relate so much, you know. Yeah, especially when it comes to like, well, we do the same thing. Yeah. So it's like we can be doing like we could be talking about like, hey, like how to better your business and like how to better my business. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like I feel like advice goes a long way. It does. Like that's why every time I go to like conventions or anything, I always try to take like a class. Even if it's like a business class I already know. Yeah. I'm just like, I just want to see their perspective on it. Yeah. You know, because everyone's perspective is different. It's so different. And everyone yeah. goes through different like things. So yeah. I would want to see like what they went through. You yeah, know? everybody navigates through things differently. And everybody interpretates things differently. So I feel like there's always room to gain more knowledge. There's never going to be like, oh, I educated myself too much or, you know, the learning never stops. And that's how you end up really just building over time, you know, because you have to elevate. But in order to do that, you have to keep up to par with the latest trends, with the latest technology, education. You know, there's people that will, you know, question like your pricing, you know, and it's like, well, you can question my pricing. The reason you're paying that much is not just for the service you're paying for my expertise, you know. So if you want a fluff facial, if you can't afford that, that's fine. Not every client's going to be for you and not every client's going to be for me, you know. Yeah. And that's OK, you know, and I've had to like 
learned that these past three and a half years. At the beginning, it's kind of hard. You're kind of just figuring things out. But now it's easy for me to close that door really quick and because I don't want to attract those type of clients either. You know, I value my clients' time. I value their opinions. I value a lot of stuff. But I'm also not going to, you know, lower my standards as an esthetician or lower my pricing, like, because I know what I'm working on. And because you, know? you invested so much. I did. I, I've invested so much, thousands of dollars, like, into my trainings. I mean, I'm an acne specialist. I literally just specialize in skin. So, like, you won't catch me waxing. You won't catch me, like, doing even lash lifts or anything. Like, I know how to do all that. I just choose to focus on one thing because that's what I excel in, and I want to be known for that. So I gladly refer people. Like, if they're looking for a wax, if they're looking for a lash person, I gladly refer them to my neighbors, to my colleagues, to my friends, because... I want them to get business as well. Yeah. And um, I just want to be known for what I shine for, you know? Yeah. Which is skin. Yeah. And you're good at it. Okay? I am. Yeah, I am. So it's like there are some people that have like so many like different, like they're trying to like see what they're good at. You know, like there's like waxers and then there's like they're trying to bring in facials like me, like I do. I feel like my specialty is like brows yeah. and then body wax and then facials. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then like I tried bringing in other stuff. I was like, no, I yeah. can't. Like, I just don't like it. You know, mm-hmm. like I got over it. And I feel like those three things that I'm so like, I know that I can do. I'm good at. It's something that I know like people come to me just for that. For that. Yeah. And then you gain their trust and they're like, I don't trust no one with my brows, you know, but yeah. duty. like now I'm going to tell so-and-so because she slays my brows. You yeah. Know? And that's how I am. Like I specialize in acne. I specialize in age management, pigmentation. Like I love doing chemical peels. Like I will peel everyone. Like I will, lo- I love popping pimples. Like, you know, yeah. I, that fascinates me. Like I look forward to going to work every single day. It's never like, oh my God, I have to go to work today. It's like, oh shit, how many clients do I have today? Like, what am I looking at? You know? So I just feel like when you're in your element and you're doing what you love, it's never like a bad day of working. Yeah. You know? So now that you have your own business, how is it like running on your own? Um, It's great. So long story short, I actually, um, I'm 36 and a half and (laughs) I decided to change my career path um, when I, when it was 2019. So um, I first fell in love with skin probably maybe five years before that. And it's when I developed my own condition, rosacea. Uh, where I got sent to dermatologist, dermatologist, dermatologist. And it was all from using a damn clarus on it where I got really compromised. Mm. And back then, you know, those are the things. Sephora like, would sell me on those yeah, clarisonics. Clarisonics. Okay? I mean, with what I know now, I want to slap someone if they yeah. use a brush on their face, yes, you know? Period. Um, but that shit really messed up my skin. And um, it wasn't the cause of my rosacea, but it just brought it up. Mm-hmm. And um it, it was just sad going to dermatologist after dermatologist and them just giving me a steroid cream or a cream that would make me worse. So then I started researching and researching and I ended up managing my own skin. And I was like, mm, I love this stuff. And then a few years later, <laughs> um, I went um, back to school and it was uh, my little one was about one and a half. And at that point, I was like, OK, I'm going to have to go back to work. So do I start at the bottom of the barrel again? Because I do have a background in marketing, advertising. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did prior. I have my degree in both marketing, advertising, and sociology, my bachelor's. And there was such a big gap in employment from being home with my kids. So I was like, what do I do? Do I I go back to that same field to start at the bottom entry level, build my way up? Or do I go back to school, do something that I love? And 
I took the chance. There was an opening um, with this course and I got in and it was like an overnight thing. Like they were like completely closed. There was like a wait list, like of a lot of people and someone happened to oh, drop and to I took, yeah, it was meant to be. And I took an accelerated course. I, you know, I paid whatever and it was hard. It was like 14 hour days because I started from, I left my house at six and then I got home at eight at night and I had to drop my little one at daycare on the way two hours or two hours back to drive. Yeah, it was a lot. Dedication. Yes. So that was hard. I think going back to school when I have my kids, when I've already been out of school for 15 years, you know, it's like that was a lot. Um, But I feel like I'm a very strong minded person and I am not someone that just stays quiet. So in my past jobs. They got you in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, you know, I just don't like reporting to anybody like. There was a reason why I'd always get into it with my bosses. And, you know, I still talk to some of them to this day, like mm-hmm. we're friends. But I was always that employee that they looked at as their their daughter. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, you're just, you know. And I think with having my own business, it gives me the freedom to speak my mind. I have I don't have to report to anybody. You know, I make my own schedule. So in that sense, I love having my own business because I am not a person to report to anybody. Yeah. Like, I'll probably get fired, you know, like, yeah, and I just, and it works out. But yes, I love my, I love having my own business because of course of the flexibility. But, um, I feel like I've had my business for three and a half years now, and I've seen a lot of growth from the beginning to where I started from my home until now. And it's not just about having a flexible schedule or anything, because I feel like when you're a business owner, you, you work, work even more. more. So Instead of working the nine to five or eight to five, whatever, I'm working 24 seven. And, you know, I get text messages. I need products at midnight sometimes. Mm-hmm. I get text messages. I was on vacation for 10 days the other week. And I specifically said to not message. I still got text messages. I got emails. And it's like a lot of times, like, where do you draw the line to? Because it's like, it's so hard to ma- be a business owner, manage your business, finances. I'm a content creator. You know, I just, there's so many hats that we wear. It's like, no one teaches you this stuff when you open up your own business, you know, it's, and I'll be honest, you just learn as you go. You know, it's, it doesn't just, I didn't like read a book and be like, this is what you expect when you have a business. You know, I kind of just was like, took a chance on myself, rode the waves, you know, but they don't prepare you like. They don't prepare you for how much you have to work and how much of like. Like, you're right. Like, we're a content creator. We have our own, like, you know. We're our own account. Account. Taxes to take care of. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, finances. There's just so much stuff. Yeah. And it's like, now we have to make reels. Yes. Then we have to reels. make TikToks. We yes. have to do videos before yes. and after photos. And it's like, we have to be present with our client. But then me, after work, I had to put my mom hat on. And I have to be, I have to do laundry after work for my clients. Then laundry at home for my kids. Clean my house. Cook. And then it's like, where's the time for me? Uh, because yeah. I'm taking care of people all day, taking care of my kids. Luckily, I have a wonderful partner, my husband, who does a lot at home and he picks up my slack. But still, I feel like it's it's a lot. And being a business owner isn't for everyone. You know, it's like some people like the fact that they can go nine to five or eight to four or whatever. And that's it. They leave work at work and they come in and they get paid hourly. Mm-hmm. They don't have an overhead. They don't have an overhead or like stuff to like, you know, 
that's going to make their mind go like, you know, crazy. So I feel like I think that being a business owner has worked out for myself because of who I am and how and what I've been through with my life. Like I've done the nine to five, I, you know, and I found myself, but I found myself when like in my mid thirties, yeah. you know, so if you're out there and this doesn't have to do with anything with skin, but if you're someone out there that's, you know, you want to start a business in the car industry, if you want to start a business in apparel, whatever, uh, it's never too late. You know, some people will think, oh, it's too late. I'm already, I mean, I'm in my mid thirties and I feel like I'm thriving. I feel like if I wouldn't have went back to school and it would have stood in that marketing area era, like I would have had a job, but would I have been happy? Yeah. You know, would I be making as much money as I make now? Probably not. You know, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And people also don't prepare you that when you have a business, it's never going to be steady income. It's going to be one month you can be thriving. In, yeah. You know? Like for me. <laughs> and then there's another month where it's like crickets. Yeah. You know, you just, and I feel like for a lot of people, July and August have been slow. People going back to Worse. school, vacationing, and it's just like cancels, you know, last minute. And when you get those cancellations, you, it's hard to fill them. So then you have gaps in your schedule. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, you know, it's hard kind of drawing the line because although I do have like a, a cancellation policy, you know, a $40 policy. Most of the time I don't end up charging people because I'm so yeah. nice. I always waive the first charge. But when I have to charge, you know, some people get butthurt about it. But at the end of the day, you have to put yourself in our shoes. Like this is our time that, you know, we, we lose money. We lose money. Someone else could have had that slot. And I think a lot of people don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. But then I have people that don't even flinch. They're like, yeah, charge me, you know, which is nice. Um, yeah. I even have regulars that say that all the time. Like, yeah. It's because they respect it. the hustle yeah. and they know how it is. You know, it's until you've actually kind of been in the position and you'll kind of understand it. And now that I've become a business owner, I have so much respect for small business owners and like how much work gets put into small businesses. And I love supporting small businesses like locally, like my local moms. And just it makes me feel so good to support other businesses because I know how hard it is to have a startup or yeah. have a small business and how much work goes into it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I always, even like street vendors, you yep. know? All the time. All the time. If getting, I have cash, I'm like, I don't want the flowers, but you know what? You, you can just keep money. the cash. Yeah, that's how I am too. Like, or just like here, just keep the change, you know, give them 10 bucks, whatever. Like, I, it's true. And um, I think for me, that goes a long way. You know, it makes me humble to know, like, when you start from the bottom, literally, I started from the bottom. <laughs> and yeah. it, and I, I'm nowhere near done. That's why I see it. It's like I started from the bottom. Now I'm here, but I'm coming up here. Drake, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm a hotline thing. <laughs> um, and that's the other thing, too. When you have your – going back to, like, having your own business, like, it's limitless. You know, it's like you can be a nurse. You can be a doctor. You can be whatever you want to be, but there's always going to be a cap, most likely, you know, like on how much money you can make. When you have your own business, it's limitless. So you can always strive higher. You know, it's never going to be like, I'm going to make X amount and you're just going to stay there. Yeah. It's what you make of it, like expanding, you know, like you, you know, hiring employees, expanding. That's all like growth right there, mm -hmm. you know, and. And I feel there's 
there's so much you can do yeah. with having your own business. It's just like I said, it's limitless mm -hmm. and you're not on a, a salary or an eight to five type thing. It's what you put into it. But just know that, you know, you can do it if you really put your mind to it. Yeah. Do you think going back into like that um, esthetician, like how we work full time, do you think that's the hardest thing about being an esthetician is that we always are working, even though we're on vacation in the back of our mind, we're like, like you just said, like I was off for 10 days. Didn't make money those 10 days. You don't. Yeah. But I and was living a, my and, life. And that's a downfall too. Like if people think, oh, you're so lucky. Like you have your own business. business. You can just work whenever you want to. You can just, you know, You have so leave. much money because you have yeah. all this. Yeah. You, this and that. You know, you can just take vacation when you want. Like, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> like <laughs> I work my ass off. I work seven days a week. Even though I'm not physically in the in my dreaming room, I'm there five days a week. But I swear to you, I work so much. And I think, yes, like it's so hard managing my time. I feel like I could use that improvement, like to really just set time aside and just manage my time better. I feel like sometimes I forget about myself because I'm putting everybody else first. And then when that happens, it's so easy to get like lost in it. And you just are so exhausted. And you lose yourself. Physically. Yeah, you lose yourself. So I think it's good to take a, a mental break, a physical break once in a while. And, you know, there's been a couple of times where I've taken a break off social media, too. Because when I'm already bombarded with 25 clients a week and I have to be a mom and I have to make sure all my clients are happy. You're social. Like, I just get so socially depressed. It's yeah. like, I'm like. Everyone tells me all the time that, like, how do you have, like, like all this, like, what is it? Energy. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I got to – sometimes I'm like, shit, I got to – I'm faking it yeah. right now because I'm trying to – I'm really – like, you don't know what happens back home, but I'm bringing that to work. Yeah. You know, like, the worst thing can happen to me at home, but I walk in, like, smiling like nothing is happening. You know, yeah. and I'm going through every client because they're not here to listen to what I'm going through. I'm listening to what they're going yeah. through. You know, they don't yeah. want to sometimes they'll ask about me, but I'm not going to go full, it's true. full in about myself. I'm going to hear them out because sometimes they come to you for vent. You know, oh, they yeah. Vent. It's their, their, that's their therapy session. It is. So at the end of the day, that's why I don't want to bring in my energy the way I was outside into yeah. my job, you know? Yeah. And it's sometimes like I leave. I'm like, dude, like I just like my social battery is like right here right now. And like, I just I don't know how I do it. Yeah. There's been days where I've cried. Like where I just I'm so exhausted. Like I just cry because I'm like some days I'm like, fuck, I can't do this. Like yeah. like it's just I'm so hard on myself, I think, because I'm trying to achieve this goal of my business. I'm trying to satisfy each of my clients. They're my priority. I'm trying to be a good mom, a good wife. But then if I can't take care of myself, then how am I going to do good at all of those things, you mm -hmm. know? And I feel like that's where I need to improve myself. And I'm working on that now. I need to build boundaries. And I feel like that's where I'm at because there'd be still to this day, I get clients that are like, can you squeeze me in? Or like, oh, I can only come in at this time. And it's like hella late. Girl, I'm catch me doing a facial at 830 at night Ugh. because I can't tell my clients no. You know, but it's just like I have to remember that I want to go home to my family too, you know, and and put my health first you know yeah. if i'm not feeling good like don't push myself in and i've done that so many times and i'm like i can't do and that stick anymore because, to your hours because like, stick yes, to what you know yes and i think um that i'm finally getting the groove of and kind of doing it but i feel like the past three years that's what all i've been doing is trying to 
to make everyone happy but myself, yeah. you know? And I mean, I love what I do and I'm happy. But yeah. again, I need time to rest. Yeah. I need time to to spend for myself. Like yeah. even sometimes I'm like, I don't, I, once I leave work, it's like, I need time away from my family too, you know? Yeah. Like I need to just, I want to read a book or I want to, you know, listen to, to my jams and just like, you know, Jam clean the house. Yeah. yeah, whatever, you know, in quiet and peace. So, yeah. That's, that's so funny because like I was in a relationship while ago um and he used to tell me like you just don't have time for me you just don't have time for me and I, I didn't realize that it was affecting my relationship yeah because like I would live breathe everything esthetician like yeah. I was just like working from like 7 a.m this was during COVID so I was like working from 7 a.m like till 10 o'clock at night yeah and like I would not talk to him because I was so like busy back to back to back to back yeah that I was just like even on weekends I was working seven days a week like I was so busy and like when we would go out to dinner, I would just be so tired and he would want to do all these things, but I couldn't do it because I was just yeah. so tired and it did affect it in a way. But then again, it was just, I was at my highest at that time that like, I couldn't like be stopped. I was working from home. Yeah. So like, I just knew I had like a goal and yeah. now I'm in a whole new relationship Yeah. and I feel like the boundaries are so true. Like I'm taking every other weekend off. I work six days a week, but now it's like every other weekend, yeah, like I have that's off perfect. Yeah. and like I have way more time with my boyfriend and like it's, yeah. it's balances, you know? Yeah. So now I feel a lot less stressed than I yeah. was. And especially now that I have like people that are working here, it kind of like helps me. Yeah. You know, I so yeah. it is like the whole boundary thing is something that's yeah. so important because so important. you drive yourself fucking crazy and then you go home and you're driving your car and you're just like. Like, I can't fucking work this. Like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And you're just like rethinking, like, sh was this a good move? Was this time. a good idea? Like, you know? Yeah. I think now, since I'm setting those boundaries, things are going a lot more smoother. Yeah. And I have to tell myself to be gentle with myself and to allow myself that space that yeah. I need, my own self care. I take care of people that come for self care. But typically, I mean, I don't get my facials done. I do it myself. And it's like, with my eyes closed, my machine, you know, <laughs> or like, damn, I can barely get one in a month, you know, yes. but I mean, I, I'm up on my skincare game, but it's just like, cause by the time I'm off, I'm like, the last person I want to do is myself, you know, Yes. or like my family members. It's oh, just like, you should see my mom's like begging me all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> you think the last thing I want to do is yeah. give you a facial. Like, I love you to death, but I'm so tired. And literally yeah. it's all my family. They're like, you never do stuff for us. I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't even do stuff for myself. And if I do, like, I take one whole day off and I get my lashes, my nails. Yeah, like self-care day. Everything, you <laughs> know? Me too, yeah. And that's the and only that's the day I feeling, have. you know, but it takes a whole damn day. Yeah, and it's like, that's like, don't say that's once a month. That's like every other month for me. Yeah, that's like, yeah, like quarterly for me. Every yeah. other month, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah my hair, whew, I hadn't got my hair done in like six months. I just got it done like three weeks ago and I was like, Oh my God, I forgot how films. Yeah. I was like, oh man. I had got my lashes done for the first time and I was like, oh shit. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have more of like a personal question now. I feel like yeah. a lot of people that own their own business mm -hmm. never really talk about managing their money when it comes mm -hmm. to their business. Yeah. So to help someone that's like in the industry or barely starting an industry, yeah. Like, what are advice that you can give on managing money? I will say like I've gotten the question too, like how much money do you need to start a business? Like yeah. you don't need like a whole lot, but I mean, you can get away with you no know, machine, 
you know, like if you really want to start, like your hands are magic, you know, like that people they can come go for pretty this. far. Yes. Okay. Um, we break this. That's it. My yeah. life is over. Right? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> we get insurance for this, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, eventually you it's an investment. Absolutely. So um, at the beginning, yeah, I did what I could with whatever money I had. And it wasn't a lot. I had about two grand. Um, and I spread that out really far with buying some back bar, buying some retail, um, buying some SD mask max, buying, you know, stuff to start me up. And I bought a little machine and that stood with me for a while. Um, and I just ran with it. My prices at the beginning were very low compared to they are now, but I feel like no one teaches you this stuff. I feel like managing your money as a business owner is so hard. And I found out the hard way, <laughs> like a year ago when I had to owe back on taxes. Um, and they don't oh, tell you that you have to put 30% aside of your income. Like normal they jobs, they take out, you know, all that stuff. For yes. us, it's like we just get paid on the fly and it's like, oh, great. Now we have to report this to Uncle Sam, yep. uh, what we make. And on top of that, put 30%. 30% is a lot, lot of money. A lot. The service fee, there, we had to we had to put money. We have to realize that we have to, for taxes, there's like... We have, they want to see the amount that you spent like for a cream, right? Let's imagine the $40 mm -hmm. cream yeah. that you're applying on their face. How much of that did you apply on them? Because that's the taxes. That's the service fee, right? You don't fucking teach you that. And then resellers tax. Oh, your seller's yeah. permit. Your seller's they don't tell permit. you that. They don't teach you nothing. <laughs> and then your business license fees, all your, you know, all the, your rent, your overhead, yes. you know, um, paying an overhead, your monthly, you know, paying my booking site. You know, yes. I pay $55 for my booking side. You won't even believe how much I pay for mine. Your jaw would drop <laughs> way more than that. I mean, if it's 60, I think 60. But again, like I'm not doing anything crazy, though. It's just my POS system. Yeah. You know, my credit card, being able to do credit cards, taking a deposit. Um, but it's it's convenience for me. So I pay it. Um, and there's all that stuff. So it's like you can make a lot of money. But then when you have all this shit to go down, yeah, it's like, wait, let me put money away for an IRA. Let me put money away for taxes. Now I have to put money away for resellers tax. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Rent. My car payment. My For me, my hydrofacial machine. You know, I have a thousand dollar payment for hydrofacial. People yeah. don't realize how expensive hydrofacials are and why yes. we charge the way we charge. I mean, it's, you know, almost a $50,000 machine. Period. I'm, you know, three years of payments for me, almost a thousand dollars of payment. That's a lot. You know, and That's so a fucking car, you guys. And she has it, it in is. her room. Yeah. Okay. It's something that I worked my booty off for. Um, <laughs> it was on my vision board for next year, you know, and, and it's okay if you don't have one. You got you. it done today. Thank I'm you. This year. <laughs> <laughs> um it was on my goal list for next year. And there was a point where I was like, no, nah, I don't want it. It's not worth it, you know. Um, but having it now, I've had it for a month, about a month. I will say like my clients are loving it and it is an investment, but my clients are loving it. And I'm going to make the money back. It's, you know, but it's not for everybody. If somebody, you don't need a 40,000 machine, $40,000 machine to have a good business, but can it amplify results? Yeah. Maybe your clients love it. For me, I feel like I could get more people in and out quicker than doing like an hour and a half facial. Cause now I, you know, I'm charging X amount and they're in and out in 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I could get more people in and it's less work, but it's just all machine. So um, pros and cons, but yeah, I feel like no one teaches you about this kind of stuff and you have to learn on your own. Yeah. And how do you pay yourself? That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Like, 
are you paying yourself enough? Are you paying yourself too little? Are you even paying yourself, you know, like how much are you putting back into your business? Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much. And I still, to this day, I feel like there's stuff I'm still learning. Yeah. There's always going to be stuff. The technology is always advancing, mm -hmm. science, all this stuff. And I'm always, you know, trying to keep up with all that. And like, and again, like you could have a super good month, like, I don't know. I don't even want to get into like exact numbers, but it's like, you know, I had one of my biggest months the other month and I was like, holy shit. Like, and it was one of my slowest months and it was the biggest month. And I was like, what in the world? Like, how did I do this? But then I was looking at them. And then this month, cause I took half the month off vacation. It's yeah. like, like less than half, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's good. It's bad. It's sad. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like you have to learn how to manage your money to have your business though because if you're someone that's a spender mm -hmm. it's so easy to lose track like if you didn't know about taxes and all this other stuff then at the end of the year if you don't have money put aside you're screwed you you're owe done. back money and it's just like what are you gonna do yep like Period. and and i think they don't there's no warning for yeah. that you know so do your homework guys if you want your own business you know you know Look, get an accountant, get a bookkeeper, or you know, get a life coach. Yeah, you know, whatever works. Whatever you know, works. Like, um, just know, <laughs> keep your taxes aside. You don't have to do that because then you're no. gonna go for the big yeah. Uncle Sam bill. Let me just tell you that no one told me about this, and I just learned this, and I uh -huh. learned this from because I have multiple tax people. Yeah, because I like to know multiple. What's your opinion? Your opinion? Your opinion? Yeah. Okay, because. I went to one tax person. I got super fucked over. And then I went to, it, it, I just learned. Yeah. You know, but all of these write-offs are not write-offs. Like, and then they only can write so much of it off. And they can, and it's only a percentage yeah, of it. Yeah, they have to depreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, like I was thinking me buying food for my team, yeah. which was true because I was doing it a lot. Hey team, I bought us this. Yeah. That's not no fucking write-off. Yeah. It's like, and if it is, it's like, a quarter of a it. A quarter of it. Yeah. Your gas, how they say, it's yeah. not a write-off. It's okay? like your mileage. It's or... a fucking luxury to them. Yeah. Okay. There's mm -hmm. so many, like, and I've learned this from like this one tax person I'm going to. They're like, yeah, you know, this is wrong. And then I went to another tax person. Oh no, you're doing it right. And it's like, who do I really believe, right? Yeah. And so, it's I think you have to find to like a tax person that's familiar with your industry. Exactly. Too. And like the business of what yeah. I'm in, like the beauty industry. Yeah, and it's hard because and it's you hard. have to know all the ins and outs. Yes. And there's so much. Like, and for me, I think where I was because I started as a sole proprietor. Yeah. So I started as a DBA secret skin bar, right? And then I did my taxes second year. And then she was like, Well, next year you're probably gonna have to convert either to an LLC or S Corp. And then I ended up moving tax persons, but I was like, What's the difference between oh, an S-Corp and LLC, huge difference. you know, right? So I was like, okay, well, so I figured that out earlier this year, but then no one, t then you, then you learn, oh, well, now you have to pay the $800, you know, fee to do, to, 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 become. To do, to do your taxes. Okay, yep. not, that's not including paying the person who does them. That's yep. just the state fee. That's just the fee yes. to get. Okay. So there's yeah. like LLC and then your S-Corp, which is, S-Corp yeah. is the best, by the way. Yeah. But that's if you're like successful, you already have an establishment, like you're good your business is good but yeah. they don't tell you the fee they don't tell you how much mm -hmm. the person is going to charge mm -hmm. you to do that for mm -hmm. you and then you get this really nice binder fucking beautiful binder because it's so <laughs> you know what i'm talking about right and it's like this luxurious fucking binder here you go congratulations your escort right and it's like fuck dude like there's so much more i wish i learned this in school yeah you know like even yeah. like i'm in my i'm going back to school and like oh I'm, you're going to school for business yeah business and i went That's i already so cool. went 
Um, I did my first year and I'm already almost done. But awesome. I did learn a lot of it. But now I'm learning about like more of the tax side, more of yeah. like everything. Like I'm learning about like um, the economy, which is like yeah. a huge thing. And a lot of people don't see like the recession that we're going through and all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we really are going through it. We're going the fuck through it, girl. So now it's like I'm learning so much that I wish I learned that in like beauty school. Like I wish like in high school, maybe they taught you how to be like in the real world. And then if you go to esthetician school, they teach you how to like run a business, not just doing a facial because in my school, they didn't even teach me that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you go to esthetician school. Like, so for those of you who are listening who are trying to be an esthetician, um, you don't learn shit. Like you learn how to get through state board and the disinfection part of it. And now they aren't even making people do practical, which kind of Ridiculous. pisses me the hell off. Me too. Because it's like, that shit was nerve-wracking. Me like, too. Like, but I mean, how just to go take a damn checkbox test, yeah. like, I think that's not fair, number one. Number two, though, I just feel like you don't learn anything. It's what you put into it. So yeah, you'll learn the basic how to wax. You'll learn how to touch the face and wash cleanser off and use products that you probably won't end up using in your treatment room. I mean, some, but I didn't use the line that we worked with. Um, but I feel like, there were so many people that graduated with me and I only saw like three or four, including myself, that actually did something. And mm. the rest, I don't know what they're doing, you know, and that's fine. But they were also very young. Like, you know, so when I was in school, I wasn't the oldest one, but I was like in the middle area. But I was like, I'm not trying to fuck around. I'm trying to come here, get my shit together. I'm trying to know? get my hours. Do my hours and later. leave. And I mean, I was the <laughs> first one to graduate. Like, I missed one day, I think. And, like, I, me and two other girls were the first ones to graduate out of, like, a class of 20. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I, I don't have time for this shit, you know? Like, yeah. I'm here to learn. I'm here to not mess around. Like, and, yeah. I think that's what happens with a lot of people that, you know, become estheticians. They want to, like, they think it, it happens overnight. Like, well, they kind of have a plan. And then they just stop, like, showing up. Or they'll just be, like, unmotivated. And they'll lose it, you know? And that's a lot of people. Like, they'll take a course, right? Yeah. And they'll take this $1,000 course and they do nothing with it. Or they take, like, you know, they go to school for it and they just do, they just lose the motivation for it, you know? Yeah. Because they lose hope. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not making what I thought I would be making. But if you're not, like, like you're not, what is the word? What, what am I looking for? Committed? Yeah. Right? If you're not like like it's what you put into it yeah in if you're not words. committed to it like it's not gonna happen you have to like be hungry yeah. if you're not hungry for it it's not gonna work for you mm -mm. you gotta be starving because mm -hmm. everyone in the fucking industry is fucking hungry yeah I you mean, know it's it's like you can't expect you know if you want to build a business it's not going to become an empire overnight yeah you know and you have to always remember like the first five years of your business it's it, you're putting back into it so even if you are making a good amount of money you aren't seeing all the money like in a savings account just to like blow on a freaking louis bag or whatever it's going back into your business yeah. you know there's there's bills there's stuff to pay for your overhead and it, it kind of circulates like that and again like you have to put it in and and there's people that a business isn't for everyone you know it's a lot of what we were talking about that goes into it and some people are just like i don't got time for that shit yeah like i just rather do nine to five because they want to see the money be consistent, consistent. And with having a business, it can be like this or like this. Like, you know, it's just, it's so different. And even me, it's like, 
yeah, I'll have good months. And then there's months where I'm like, damn, why is there so many cancellations? Or when it's flu season, you know, a lot of people, New Year's, like January is so slow for me a lot of the time. And July was kind of slow. August is, you know, but it's just, you're going to have waves like that. You know, like what's your backup plan if you do? Like, are you going to be able to pay your rent? Are you going to, you know, th- these are things you have to kind of think about. And consider for sure. Yeah, and for me, I'm just like, okay, well, I know I'm good even if I'm slow, you know, and that's just how it is. And that's on managing your money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we, I said it before, you need money for a rainy day. You, know? you do. You need to save that money for when there's times like this. And I know because I learned this that I, on my um, website, it kind of shows like your analytics of like your reports from last year. Yeah. So what months were you slow in? And yeah. it was like July and August was the yeah. same. And it happened again. July yeah. and August this year mm-hmm. were slow. It picks back up in September. But the year before that, same thing. So yeah. I know. And I knew this whole year. I was like, okay, July, August, Deanna, it's going to be slow. So June, you need to like stack it up and make sure that you have the rent for July and August. And when you own a shop, you have to consider your light bill, your water bill, your Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi. You have to consider like all of like the small things in the shop that, you know, can potentially go wrong. Like my toilet the other day, you know, and what and what happens? Who fixes it? I do. So we have to consider that we have to save all the money that I make goes back into my business you know Mm -hmm. so one thing that i would say about managing my business and money would be like i had a business credit card and my business debit card yeah i have one too yeah keep those two like very like keep your credit card if you pay if you buy something like when we go to like the conventions put on the credit card pay it back to next month or something you know and whatever on debit card like if people sell you or whatever the small necessities would be on your debit card yeah, I feel like um, having a business card is great. Um, if you don't know this, a business credit card doesn't affect your social. So it's not going to really up your credit score. I didn't know that till I applied. Um, but having a business card, like you mentioned, really, um, it's easier to manage the finances because you're able to just swipe on there. There's a mm-hmm. record for it. And then you just pay as you go. go for yep. me, I pay like the few days after the next day, like, so I'm on top of it. And I, what's nice is that my business card gets points. So like I'm racking up the points. Yes. I have a Chase business card. And, um, I use those points for if I ever do want to one day get away, like for my hotel stays or, so that's actually saving me money in the long run too. Um, but yeah, I feel like set your automatic payments. If you're not someone to go in and pay, I have automatic payments and I still pay like right away after just because that's the way I am because I don't like seeing a rake up high like credit card bill Mm -hmm. um but yeah I feel like it it really does help when everything is just on it yeah because when you pull your reports quarterly or monthly or yearly like you can see everything what you spend on and it breaks it down like this is for gas this is for food Mm -hmm. this was equipment this is supplies and I feel like it's much better than to do on my you know on my regular debit I still have a business debit but I mean yeah I use the credit because I get the points why not you know yeah that's me so and then there's no like as long as you're not paying late i mean you shouldn't get any fees you know yeah so i mean you're capped out though on your limit that's the thing so i think having a business credit card has really helped in terms of like investing like Mm -hmm. you know like you're able to buy a little machine to start or you're able to and then they'll raise it as you start paying it'll go up so 
I'm glad that you brought that up because that is a really good point. Yeah. That's how I've survived <laughs> off my business credit <laughs> why, card. Why do you think I mentioned it? Because that's how I live. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but it's great. I mean, I feel like when you are on top of your finances and you know what you're doing, things make sense. sense. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're not, that's when shit hits the fan. And you, you just learn. You're going to learn, though, whether you fall, you learn. And, you know? and, and I could say it for myself. I fell multiple times. Yeah. I fucked up. You know, there's times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'll be OK to buy this Louis. I'll be OK to spoil myself. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, I'm not OK. Like, I owe this. I should have paid this instead of buying this, you know. But there's days, there's like times where I wanted to spoil. This was a while ago. This is before I was like not managing my money well, uh, and this is where I really started like, okay, like I need to get my shit together because I was. This was during COVID. I was making so much, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like crazy. Like I would have like twelve clients a day. That's a so lot. I was just like making really good money so yeah. i was like you know what? maybe the splurge wouldn't be like so bad yeah. but then that splurge would have just like hit me you know i'd be like fuck like maybe i messed up because so, i didn't have a mentor with finances at the time i only had a mentor with like facials and stuff but that's when i was like okay like i need a life coach i need someone to help me i need a bookkeeper i need someone that can help me and really like sit down with me and say here deanna you need to do this this and that yeah and let me help you with that yeah. You know, and that was like the biggest advice from my mom was like, hey, you need to do this. You need yeah. to get your shit together. Well, not only that, you have like a whole team too. Yeah. You know? But this so was before necessary. I was solo. Oh. Yeah. So I was. I still don't have a bookkeeper and I still don't have a life coach. But I feel like I've understood and like just researched and done stuff to Yourself. now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to need a bookkeeper. I'm just kind of working it right now. But yeah. a bookkeeper but yeah. is just good just to like. You yeah. get other opinions, you know? No, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it just depends on how much time you have and you put yeah. into it. Because sometimes I'm just like, I don't have time. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to hire a bookkeeper because now I don't really have the time to to be dealing with all that stuff. Doing but it's easy. I mean, I use Vagaro. So Vagaro keeps all of my my monthly stuff. It shows all my reports and what I make, mm-hmm. cash, or like, and it's just there. I pull the report mm-hmm. and it shows everything. So that makes it easy too. Between that and my credit card, I'm just like, yeah, hand it to my tax person. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, we talked about that. I want to know before we end the podcast, I want to know now that you've been in this industry for a minute and you know you've been through like bad clients, you've been to your good clients, your regulars now. What is your favorite type of client? Because we all have our favorite type of client. Mm-hmm. My favorite type of client is showing up like 10 minutes early and or, you know, like always okay if i'm like running a little behind because sometimes i do run behind like mm-hmm. i run like the extra five minutes because mm-hmm. i'm like i want every experience to be like you know a good experience even if mm-hmm. it was a new client you know and a lot of my regulars know like if i spend like five minutes after it's because like it's a new client and i just want them to get to know me better so i'll spend like that five extra minutes talking to them you know yeah. um i think uh my favorite i won't say i like I have a favorite client, but my favorite types of clients are the ones that trust me completely to do what I know what I'm doing. You know, like they'll come in and be like, what are we doing today? Hmm. They don't flinch at the price. They don't flinch at what I'm doing. They don't question what I'm doing. You know, those are the best clients, you know. They'll just trust you. Yeah. It's just, I feel like they make my job easier and um, they know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, you know. And I mean, obviously, like there's people that want a specific treatment, you know, Um, other than that, I feel like 
um, again, just just trusting me, trusting me, being patient, being consistent. Consist that's, that's consistent is to me that those are the yep. best clients. They're consistent with their treatments. They're consistent with their regimen. Yeah, you know, and I feel like those are the ones that make your business excel. Yes, because you have you know, your regulars now coming in, you have them on a regimen. They're like, do whatever you want. I need this thing. They're on it, mm -hmm. you know, and that's keeping your flow coming in too. I wish all clients were like that. I mean, there's some that, you know, clients are just like some random ones will just come in just for a one and done type thing. And then I just there's- want to try it out. Yeah. Or there's clients that, oh, the worst type of clients, I'll just go into it, is like the ones that don't trust the process. Not trust me, trust the process and yeah. be patient. Those ones are just so hard to work with because let's say if you have acne, for instance, like how long have you had acne? Years, months, whatever. Like it's going to take a long time for it to go away. Like you're going to probably get worse before you get better. Absolutely. And I have clients that trust me and trust the process and it's great, makes everything smooth. And I have those that are questioning a week later is this normal? Skin. Yeah, is this normal? Like, <laughs> why is why do I look like this? It looks worse. And then I have people that just don't come back after they invested five hundred dollars in a regimen and paid for their first treatment, and they they see the purging and they freak out and they stop everything. I've had a yeah. few like that, or I have the the lazy ones that are like, yeah, I'm doing the regimen, but they're eating like shit still. They're stressed. They're they don't wash the pillowcases. Okay, yeah. they're not sleeping in their makeup. Like it's just yes, it's. There's Again, so many things. It's just like I can only do so much. I can give you the tools. I can do your treatments. Yes. I can, but you have to do it at home. Eighty percent is your home care. Absolutely. And what the other you eat, what you drink, everything, everything, stress, everything. mindset. It's everything. And um, yeah. And I feel like there's always going to be clients on both ends, good and bad. Absolutely. Uh, but I appreciate all my clients that come and support me and. And trust their process and trust me, you know, and, and the ones who have been with me since day one, like it's, it's crazy to see how we both have evolved, like from their point, like of where they started in their skincare um, journey till now and their skin is thriving, yeah. like whether it would be, you know, age management or acne and everyone has their own journey and everyone's journey is going to look a little different in terms mm -hmm. of time. And so it's nice knowing that these people come to me, they trust me and I'm able to build that relationship with them. Yeah. And they've seen you grow from like where you started till now. Yeah. And like the way they tell you like, oh my God, I've just seen you. Like you're thriving, you know? Yeah. And that feels good you know, because so it's like they, they see it, you know? It's so funny that when I moved into Sola, not that this is not, this is a different topic, but um, I just thought it right now when I, when I walked into Sola, I went around like, you know, like moving my stuff. And then that first day you kind of see your neighbors. Um, and it was late, I remember like, I introduced myself to the girl next door. Like they came by and all these people were like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, you do? <laughs> I don't know who you are. You know, and I'm just, they were like peeking. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I think I follow you. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like these people all follow me like they knew who I am. But I don't know who they <laughs> are. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's your what's your Instagram? So I like, follow you back, you know. Mm -hmm. But it almost like humbled me a lot just because like I was like, oh, like I really am known in Eastville, you know, like. For what I do. Yeah. From not just from clients, but from like other professionals that are now my neighbors. Yeah. And they were coming from like Riverside, Moreno Valley. It's so crazy. There's a bunch of estheticians in Eastville now. They came from like Moreno Valley, Riverside area. Dang. So crazy, right? Um, I just yeah. moved to Eastville. I, I I like it, but I'm moving back to Rancho. 
It smells nice. Give it a few minutes. Yeah. I've been there. I, I actually lived there for when I was in, I was 15 and I lived there for like two years. And then I moved back to Rancho. And then I moved back and I've been there for like six months. I love Eastville. It's beautiful. There's so much more that they're building. Yeah. I just like, I grew up in Rancho. This yeah, is where I'm from. It's my home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't grow up in Eastville. I grew up in Hacienda Heights. But um, I ended up out here. So but Eastville is beautiful. It is. It's, 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 it's like the Beverly Hills of the Inland Literally. Empire. You yeah. know? So I always strive to give my clients the best because, you know, and of course, if they can't afford me, that's okay. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, but... I do like to offer the best of the best in terms of like products, you know, treatments. I I offer DMK enzyme therapy. I do like Derma Peel. I do um, Bio Repeal. That's one of my big the ones trend. right now. You know, stuff like that. And um, Hydrofacial, oh. my newest baby. Like, you know, I just, I love so much what I do. And I put everything into like my whole heart and soul goes into each of my clients, you know, journey. And I, I just love it. I love even if they're just coming for some self-care to, to, to get stuff off their chest. I do feel like a therapist sometimes. Yeah. And I'm happy that my space is a safe space, you know. And yeah, because at the end of the day, like, people are going to go to you because they like who you are as well. Of course, your work ethic and how you work. But you really have to build a relationship with your clients. And I really think that's how you differentiate yourself from the rest. Like when people tell me like, what's different about you than other people? And I will say like, I treat my clients like gold. Like they're my second family. Like I treat all of them like they're a royal, yeah. you know? And and I put my heart and soul into the treatment, into, you know, my massage that I offer, into checking in on them, you know, and just even being there for them. You know, I've had people cry in my bed. Oh, absolutely. And I've cried with them. Yeah. You know, and it's so nice because I know so much about them mm. where I feel like, damn, these people are my friends yeah. more than my friends. <laughs> you know? And that goes back to say a, a client will become a friend before a friend becomes a client. Yeah. You know, and I do have a, a, a circle of friends that, that do that do support me, not saying none of them do. But but I will say, like, being on the other side of the game, like, it really, really makes me appreciate my clients because without my clients, I don't have a business. Yeah, period. You know? Well, we always end this podcast with a quote. So go ahead and tell us your quotes. Um, my quote will be my tagline, which is ready, set, glow. <laughs> it's never too late for a glow up. So if you are hella older, like, you know, <laughs> generation millennials, older, like in your fifties or sixties and you're like, it's too late to start. Like it's never too late to start. Nope. It's never too late to start. So throw away that apricot scrub. Throw I'm away your freaking not bar knives, please. Yes. Goodbye. Throw it in a trash. <laughs> um, it's never too late, you know, to start your skincare journey. It's never too early. Yeah. You know, you can be young. Like, you know, there's never you could be 18 and it's never too early to start using vitamin C or retinol, you know, and you're you're 70. If you're older, that's fine too. Like it's what are you going to do now? Of course, the best is preventative. Yes. You know, but at the same time, it's like just work with the skin professional because trust me, if you go to Sephora and Ulta and you're there. Stop buying stuff, that. It's all thing. marketing. It's all packaging. Like and lots of times you're trying to guess and be a chemist. Stop playing chemist. See a professional. You end up saving money in the long run. Yep. And you end up just. Like, why didn't I find you sooner? Yeah. You know, so I'm going to end with that, you know, ready, set, glow. Um, if you guys don't follow me already, my name is Nadine and I am the business owner of Secret Skin Bar. So give me a follow on Instagram. 
And if you guys ever have any issues with skincare, acne, age management, pigmentation, I'm your girl. I'm located in Eastville, California, and it's been a pleasure Thank you so much for joining my podcast. (laughs) You're the first esthetician, right? This season. This season. So I'm so flattered. Yes. I was so excited when you reached out to me. So I I had to. I was a fan. (laughs) I know when you said you're a fan, I'm like, I'm a fan too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.